0: What up everyone and welcome back to the Dream Chasers Podcast. Again, my name is Rafael. I got Steven and Hiro here today. What up, guys? What What's it do? What's up? Chilling, bro. Just here hanging out. How are you guys doing today? So today the topic is what do we actually do? Cause I feel like we've been talking a lot about like uh different business uh philosophies and My
1: philosophies.
0: And uh but I but Steven has brought it up a few, a few times. We haven't really talked about what we actually do. And if you're probably listening to this, you probably know me and I talk about this all the time. So I'm going to step back for a second and let these guys take over and tell you their story as to like what we actually do, how they got involved, what the plan is uh, with our company and uh, maybe how you can get involved as well.
2: Cool, cool. All right, I'll kick it off. Um, I think numerous times I've mentioned in the, um, previous podcasts, you know, talking about like real estate and different things like that, but that's just a small piece about what I do. Um, the thing that brought us three together is, um, the financial services industry. Uh, for me personally, it's not something that I ever thought about. Um, I never imagined myself being in the financial industry or it just, it never crossed my mind. Um, but it, it came along just like a blessing in disguise. And I think that's, you know, that's how I met Rafael. And then through Rafael, I met Jairo. And 100%, like, these dudes have become, like, one of my best friends. Like, I, I mean, like, more like brothers. Like, we talk all the time. Uh, we're always looking out for each other's best interests. And most of all, like, we want to see each other win. And that's something that we don't um, – sometimes you don't experience that with some of your friends, even friends that you grew up with, um, having that opportunity to have – to really say, like, I have a friend who really looks out for me and wants the best for me, wants to see me win and it's not just like selfish and it's just like on, only i can win you know so um that's just a little bit of background i just you know we could go more into depth about what we're doing and and why we're working together but that's a little bit my background so real estate and financial services
1: yeah so my journey goes back uh similar to Rafael it started in 09 and i can remember in 2008 when me and Rafael were just having conversations about making millions. And that's been on our mind for a very long time and trying to just become extremely successful and experience the better and finer things in life. I think everyone should aspire to have those things. So I fell into, uh, accidentally into the financial services industry. I wanted to get into real estate. That didn't happen because the market had just crashed. When I moved from California to Utah, I fell back into property management and real estate. Started doing that full-time and financial services part-time. Now with everything going on, I'm actually making a whole total switch, 360 degrees back to full-time financial services and more part-time real estate. And so we're all, I mean, involved in all kinds of alternative investments. So, you know, you never know what you can get with us when you jump into into a conversation. So, I mean, I kind of wanted to open it up and and talk about kind of what our day-to-day is more like. And so that people understand, I think people hear about the fancy title of the careers that that we're in. Mm and get a little overwhelmed. So Rafael, what does your typical day look like?
0: So so before I get started on that, let me tell you what the end goal is. So then people could try to understand why we do what we do. So in about three years, the company that we work with right now, that we're partnered up with, will go into an acquisition or we're gonna go public. So if you don't know what that means, that's okay because back in 2009, there's no way I would know, understand those, those terms. So basically public means that they're gonna offer it to the masses, right? They're going to make an initial public offering and they're going to say, hey, our company is for sale. We're going to divide into so many shares. And if you want to purchase parts of the company, you choose how many shares you want and the starting price is so much. So when, when people start buying it, the value of the company goes up. And so when the value of the company goes up, that means that the shares that you purchase theoretically will also go up per share. And so that's how a lot of wealth is created. The other way is uh, if we decide to sell it and go through an acquisition, that's really what it means. Someone that's looking to buy a profitable company will decide to buy us out. And as uh, we, as uh, individuals, as individual brokers inside the company, get equity share credit. So for every dollar we bring to the company, we get a share. And so when the company goes through, again, an acquisition, meaning a sale, we're gonna get a, um, there's a specific formula to calculate what each one of your shares will will be worth. So when that sell happens, based on your actual effort, you're going to get a certain amount of money. And that money could turn to $10 million, $20 million, $30 million overnight. That's the end result, right? Uh, To create wealth. That doesn't mean that if those two things happen, that your business goes away. All that means is that It's kind of like, hey, this is your big payout for putting on a lot of work and a lot of effort to build this big company and get it to where it's at today. And because you were one of the founders, one of the people who actually helped us get the company to this point, here's our thank you and here's your batch of money. In the meantime, your business and your offices are still producing uh, revenue and you still get a percentage off of everything that comes in through your office. It could be one office that's over 500 offices. So just to give you an idea, my day to day, um, I can tell you what I did today.
1: Yeah, run us through that real quick.
0: So today my whole objective was to try to edit uh, a marketing video that I was gonna post on YouTube to try to attract more people into our industry so they could actually have financial freedom um, just like I've been able to achieve. So at the same time, I was going back and forth with my assistant because my assistant was making sure that all the outstanding requirements, uh, well, I guess all the things that the companies that we work with were requesting were being submitted so our clients could finish off moving money from one account to another so they can protect their money and grow it during retirement and I can get paid. So that's most of my day. I did have two meetings in the morning uh, where I was helping out, uh, two clients again, do a financial needs analysis where we kind of took a look at where they're at financially, where they're trying to get to when they retire, uh, go over all their finances and, uh, create a foundation for them to be protected, their family be protected, their assets be protected and be able to create wealth. So then when they retire, they actually end up with money. Um, so that's what I did today.
1: All right. And just out of curiosity, did you work out of your house, out of your office?
0: Both. So my first meeting in the morning was at 9.30. So after I took my daughter over to cheer practice, um, well, after I hit the gym, after I went to drop her off at cheer practice, I had my first meeting at 9.30, I did that from my kitchen. As soon as I was done with that, I rushed over to my office and then I've been in my office ever since. I just did a Walmart run. My my wife wanted some tomatoes because she was cooking. So I went to Walmart, grabbed some tomatoes, dropped them off and came right back.
1: And. So you say you started at what time?
0: My first meeting was at 930.
1: And it's what time right now?
0: I don't know. Uh, Seven, 730.
1: 30. Exactly. 730. And odds are you're going to end up your day at what time?
0: One in the morning.
1: So, I, I mean, I'm asking this so you guys can get some content of like what he's doing, how he's running his day, the the ability and flexibility he's got to take care of his family, but also the attention that is needed for him to build a billion dollar empire. Right. And and I, I honestly, sincerely respect the fact that you you're committed to making time for both mm-hmm. and that the, the beauty of this business is the fact that it allows you to do both. And so um, I wanted to, to uh, chime in real quick and talk about, look, go back to what, what Rafael was talking about, because you, you mentioned a lot regarding our business and what our intent is with this and what we're wanting to do. So, you know, there's a small story that I heard a long time ago that always stuck with me. And I was first asked a question, you know, do you know the difference between rich people and wealthy? And I personally did not understand that concept before. So that maybe is a whole other podcast topic, but there's quite a difference. Not only that is, do you ever have plans of being wealthy? The answer to to the question for me was yes. So I was told by the person that told me this story says, if you ever have dreams of creating wealth, real wealth, not just riches, you need to go, you and a small group of people can go and build a company and take it public or make it become very successful. And then you create wealth. If you go and work for the company that's already sexy and already established, you're only going to be limited to what value you can create within that company. So that by itself, as simple as it sounds, is so crucial. uh, and, And it is kind of what we're going, not kind of, this is exactly what we're going through right now. We're taking the choice of, uh, of building something that are uh, the fruit of our labor is going gonna, is gonna to pay off later. So I just, just want to throw that out there real quick. Uh, Steven, looks like you were trying to say something.
2: No. Um, yeah. I think the beauty of this, I think is, is the fact that like, we are all like, we come from different backgrounds and stuff and we're all here uh, with one common goal, which I think is, is awesome. Um, Rafael, before this was talking about um, his YouTube channel and like, kind of like what he wants to do and stuff and where he wants to take it. And the cool thing is like, he was breaking down like his story, but if you take like the formula that he's kind of using and stuff, like all of us, like what I came, my own conclusion was that all of us come from different backgrounds, but we all are going towards like the same goal, the same common goal. And that's, that's the beauty about business and just life in general is that you could take people from different walks of life, but in one way, shape or form we could come together, um, for one common goal. And I feel like we need that, a little bit more now with everything that's going on is um, is people who who are and work as one, and that's what I loved about this is like I tell everybody like when I worked a nine to five I felt like I worked a lot. Um, I got phone calls after hours. I got emails. I would um, if anything was to go wrong, even like at one two in the morning, I would have to get up physically and go to the to the building to make sure that everything was was good and checked out or whatever. Um, but the point is that I hated it. Like, I hated waking up in the morning. I hated looking at my phone knowing that I had to respond to somebody that wanted to call in or it was just, like, adults acting like kids. Like, I always told – like, I told my staff this. I hated it. I always told my staff. I was, like, I think it's I think it's ironic that I, being a man that does not have any kids, have to come and take care of grown adults who, like, can't handle themselves. Wow. And I always told them, I was, like, bro, the worst part is I can't even claim them on taxes. Like, there's no tax <laughs> benefits to this, you know? So – like for me uh, now doing this i feel like i work 100 times hard like we don't have a schedule a set schedule like Raphael said we get up super early most of us go to the gym do our whatever it is that we have to do um go straight home and, and start our day and then it doesn't end till 9 10 11 12 1 o'clock in the morning and that's just our everyday life but for me i don't feel that as a burden mm-hmm. like i love what it is i do what i do i love waking up in the morning um like i said i talk to these guys all the time like my girlfriend gets on mad at me all the time because I'm always on my phone. And most females are always like, you're always on your phone. You're probably talking to another girl. I'm like, "Nah, it's Hyro or it's Raphael. Like, that's just – it is what it is, you know. Um, but it, it's – I don't know. Just, just having that support because, you know, these guys, they've been doing it for 10 years, They're a little over 10 years, uh, trying to figure out their hustle and, and, and then getting it started. Mine's barely started two years ago. Um, and it's like the growth that I feel I've made from – to 2018 up until now, I I feel like it's huge. Um, And yeah, I I feel like everybody should take something, do something that's outside of your comfort zone. Um, But in regards to like the company in itself, what I love about it is that like I get to work with my friends, um, we're building a company. And the thing is, it's not easy. Like we've had other people, we've even invited close like strangers and close friends to come work with us and they can't handle it. Um, They can't handle it or they're not humble enough to start from the bottom they they feel like they're worth more than really what it is that they're doing so they choose to take an easier route and go somewhere else where it's established and yes they're compensating them well but you're always gonna have to produce and that's where we look at things differently you have to look at it as an investment and if you know we talked about in podcasts before your time is the one thing you can't get back so how are you investing that time and what are you going to get in return for the time invested and me personally, I'm trying to retire the next three to five years. Yeah. And this is the fastest route to do that. Um, so that, you know, that's my my two cents.
1: So I wanted to say something just because both of you and, and I asked kind of both of you this question about how what your day was like and what that consists of. And I know for some of you listening right now, it's like, that sounds horrible. It sounds daunting. Oh, I would sure. not yeah. sign <laughs> yeah. up for that. But the difference is, when Steven was working his nine to five and Rafael uh, was not building his business, they were both building someone else's business. Okay. Right. And so it wasn't exciting, but if you guys were to see these guys' faces when they're working, they're passionate, they're smiling. I mean, Rafael, how good does it feel when you know a client's ready to go ahead and move forward or when a new business partner wants to go ahead and get started and get things popping?
0: So to be completely honest with you, uh, if I get a client, I'm happy that I'm helping them. I, I've been in the game long enough to understand my worth as a person and the value that I bring to families when it comes to financial education. And when I was first starting, uh, it felt I was I mean, it was like like m- like Christmas to me whenever i f- I was able to get a client because it takes a certain amount of effort and skill set to be able to influence someone for their own good, to move forward towards something that they're not used to doing, right? Like, saving money for retirement, uh, lowering expenses, living on a budget, you know? And so it feels good, but yes, you make a lot of money but money doesn't make you happy. What makes me really happy is I'd much rather, like if you gave me a choice to close a deal and make $50,000 off of one deal or help 50 associates in one room and work twice as hard for half the money, I would rather work twice as hard for half the money with 50 associates because the reward that I would feel of like creating significance in someone else's life is what makes my life meaningful. I'm in the business because I love people. I love helping. I love being impactful. And these are things that you always see people like talk about on social media, on Instagram, like, but they're not living it. Like I'm living it every single day, trying to help someone get to that point. The problem is a lot of people talk about wanting to do it, but not everyone's willing to do it. So it's not easy to help someone get to that point. But when I see Steven close a sale or or do an appointment or help someone, that shit makes me truly joyful. Not happy, joyful, like, like a seven-year-old little kid that got to play with a toy or they went to Toys R Us and they got to pick their favorite toy. Like that feeling is the feeling that I get, right? When I see Hyrule, like making changes of, you know, he leaving broke, what he was yeah. doing before and, and and becoming someone new and and uh, creating growth in his own life and moving forward towards his career, like that to me makes me happy. So I'm in the business because I enjoy creating significance The financial piece is is kind of extra like it's the the byproduct of what i really do and i'm in the business of people it just so happens that also in the world no one's going to do something for free so it's a win-win it's a pareto efficiency like i get to help someone become really really wealthy on the retirement side or learn a new skill set so they can make a lot of money and by default the more money that they make and the more successful they become because we work in the financial industry, these companies have unlimited funds. And so we get paid trails and residuals and overrides. So I get paid until I die. And as a matter of fact, if I died still and I still have a book of business, pass I pass that business over to my kids or my wife or my mom, whoever I want. It's my book of business. They're my clients or my residuals is my money. You know? So I mean, I I can't, I can't explain or or say this enough. Like it's something that I'm building for me and my family legacy, mm-hmm. and it's it's a uh, yeah it's hard, but it has to be hard because nothing worth having easy. comes easy. Yeah.
2: I think the the bigger thing too, the bigger picture that I see, um, and Raphael has mentioned it numerous times is like in order for us to be successful in this business, like we have to help build other people up. Um, versus the crazy thing is like when when people sit down with us and really go through the model and really understand like the system that it is that we're running, everybody uses it in one way shape or form everybody uses it if you're listening to it and you work a nine to five your employer is using it Um, they're not using it the right way they're using it to benefit themselves but they're using it Um, and that that's the thing like with this one with this um, what is that we do we help people build them up to their fullest potential because like rafael just mentioned the quicker that we could get them to making a ton of money and being able to help them teach them the values and and the principles and stuff that that we know they pass along to other people. In turn, they're gonna make money and then we make money. We need each other in order to grow yeah. versus the regular nine to five model where you're slaving away, giving away all your hours and the guy on top is living his dream. So that's what we instill people is to be able to take back that control of their life and to be able to be that person at the top and at the same time, bring others with them who want to be there. And that's the hard part is like Rafael said, a lot of people say they want to But when they see the hard work, how much it takes, um, it turns them off because we live in a society where everybody wants instant gratification and they don't want to work for it. They want to work part time and make billions of (laughs) dollars. And and it's it's just not doable. It's just it's not what it is. So I I do have one more thing to say, and then maybe I'll toss
0: it over to Hyrule, see what he thinks. Look, the reason why you might think money is bad, if you think that way, I'm not saying you do, but maybe you do. Is because we grew up with think look, think about it like this. Jeff Bezos is worth like a hundred and thirty something billion.
1: 117
0: billion. I don't know. Him and and him and Elon Musk are just like creating money out of nowhere billions of dollars a day, right? Of of net worth. And you know, if you're struggling to pay your bills, to pay your mortgage, to pay your car payment, to put gas in your car, I understand how you feel. Like I, I was there at one point. And you feel like from the very beginning that life is rigged against you, you know like they're lucky because maybe their parents had wealth, generational wealth. They had a house that they passed over and they sold so they had twenty, thirty thousand dollars to start something. like like it, it, you're, it, you're groomed to feel that way because your parents probably felt that way. you know and, and their grandparents, their parents' parents probably felt that way too. Like most of us don't come from wealth. Like we don't come from a rich family so we're we're supposed we're if you want it you're you're going to be self-made like you're creating it on your own because no one gave it to you no one gave you the knowledge no one gave you the know-how no one helped you right so sometimes it seems unfair but that doesn't mean that you can't have something if you condition yourself to think a certain way so you have to surround yourself with people who are going to groom you and shape you and give you the right uh, thinking processes in order for you to believe that you can be successful. So someone that comes to work with us, even if they, let's say hypothetically, they suck at helping people or they suck at uh, really thinking of others before they think about themselves, they have nothing to lose because just by being around us, we change them. Like they start thinking differently and not not just that, their their level of knowledge of finance, I mean, it's upwards of 99%. Like, they know more about money than 99% of the people in the world okay just by being with us for 3 to 4 months 100%. so what they have nothing to lose so that's why when i talk to someone you have to be tough if you want to make them successful it takes tough leaders to build strong people and so that's why like steven said sometimes people can't take it because they want me to or me or or they want the leaders to be nice but I just don't know how to do it in a nice way. Look at that documentary with Jordan, Michael Jordan. They said he was an asshole. Yeah. Like, if you guys saw it, like, and he says it himself, like, if you weren't here to win, if you weren't here to give it all, you're not worthy of being next to me. And for about a year, I felt bad because my wife would always tell me, oh, be nicer to your friend. Don't talk to him that way. Like, don't belittle him. Don't belittle her. Like, Like, you got to be compassionate. They want to be with their wife or their girlfriend. They want to come home early. No, not if you're trying to be excellent. Not if you're trying to change the world. Not if you're trying to change your legacy. Not if you're trying to help yourself. Like people depend on you. Who's depending on you? Your mom, your dad, your kid, your wife. And so here we're giving someone that opportunity to be better, to be the best version of themselves. I just don't see how that's bad at any point. So. I don't know. What do you think, Hyro? Am I am I an asshole? You can be if we're being honest. <laughs> cool. But
1: people, that's you know what? You run you run and we run here, all of us combined in our organization. We run a volunteer army. You're welcome to sign up and enlist. What what is that? That is the there's an old saying. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Everybody well, I, I just came up with a new one right now. Fire on the spot. Everyone's trying to get rich, but no one's trying to put in the work. So <laughs> You got, look, there's a lot of things that you touched on that I really like. You went all over the place, but I like it. Uh, The first thing, I want to kill a few misconceptions because if you're listening to this, when you're this far, you're thinking, man, this sounds nice. I, I would like to do something like that. I could imagine myself doing something like that, but maybe it's not for me. Let's stop right there and let's talk about it. If you think you have to be good with numbers, you don't. You can get a calculator. We got softwares. If you think you gotta be good with people, even Rafael said, "You don't. You don't. He can give you a book. We can give you some skills. We can fix that." If and then another thing is, the moment you step into one of our one of our uh, presentations, no matter who you sit down with within our company, at the end of that presentation, at the end of thirty minutes, guaranteed you're gonna know more about financial knowledge than ninety-five percent of the people in the United States, at least. Now, with that being said, what is required? Give me, here's, forget what's required. I'll tell you what, ideally what we want to see. Give me someone who has the will to win. Give me someone who has a chip on their shoulder. Give me someone who's willing to sacrifice and put it all on the line for themselves or the family, for the legacy. That's what we're looking for. That's what I want to see on someone's resume or they're interested in looking at what we have going on. Because those are the true warrior mentality type people. And we just need like 300 of those and we'll build a billion dollar company. Uh, you know, because we're going to create massive leaders that are going to create more leaders and that's just going to continue and that's going to have a compounding effect. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. There's a lot more things that you said, but um, I kind of forgot about them. So (laughs) So just Just to summarize, (laughs) I also just wanted to spit that out.
2: Yeah, no. And uh, the biggest thing is just having a desire to change. I think, like you said, I think there's the thing that a lot of people come into this office, they come here and they think, at first they get excited and stuff, but then the doubt comes in. And then the whole mentality issue where like they just have weak minds and then they're surrounded by weak people who also bring them down. So you have to be very strong-minded. The thing that we focus on here too is not just like learning about products, learning about finance, things like that. We really focus on building leaders. Because if you aren't built as a leader, you're not going to last. It doesn't matter what business you go into. You're always going to be a slave to somebody else because you're not strong enough to make decisions for yourself. You're not strong enough to... Have the willpower to do things that you don't want to do and that that's really what separates um you know the rich wealthy people from just the ordinary employee is that they're willing to do things and put themselves in uncomfortable situations um that we we just go back in our bubble is like the little turtle that puts his head in the show um so it really you know we talk about it almost every podcast what we do you do not have to be special like us three in this room like we're nothing special We're just three dudes who want and know that we deserve more in life. And we're going after it because, you know, unlike other people, we don't have rich parents or rich family members who say, here's a small loan of a million dollars, build your dream. Like we have to do it out of, out of nothing. So, um, you know, just have that desire to help, want to change. You know, when I think about myself personally, why I decided to go into like the different career fields that I've been in, you know, I've been in the medical field, I've been in in real estate and then financial services. The one thing that attracted me to all these different uh, fields, because they're all different and in their own ways, um, is the fact that at the end of the day, I'm helping somebody. Um, The helping piece has always been a big part of my life. Um, You know, money obviously is super nice, but if you're if you can help change somebody else's life, like that means everything. And I think all of us in this room have that same mentality that if we could see somebody change and bring them from point A all the way to point Z, and see them go through each of those phases, and help them in the process realize all of the little muscles that they've accomplished. We've done our part, and that's that. You won't get that anywhere else because everywhere else it's I, I got to stay on top. So how can I keep you down so you can yeah. you can keep feeding me? And that's that's the biggest difference from any other company. So those are the questions you have to ask: Where am I investing my time, and what am I getting in return for for the time that I'm investing in in the job or the person? You know that that goes back in even into like personal relationships
1: let me something say something super quick so look, if you're working somewhere right now or yeah if you're working somewhere right now at the end of the day the moment you're at let's just say 18 we'll just round it up to 18 you've officially entered the workforce you're gonna work somewhere somehow for the next 30 40 50 years regardless why not take the risk of building a business for yourself and really, you're not taking the risk. The only risk you're taking is by not actually taking the risk to bet on yourself. And if you can't bet on you, I don't know who you can bet on. So I'll take that for what it is. I think Rafael wants to close it out.
0: Yeah, so so talking about that, um, look, you just like Cairo said, Like if you have to work anyway, why not work for yourself? And I feel like if you don't have the confidence, I'm going to give you the secret right now to build that confidence. There's two books that you should be reading. And uh, I'm probably not, I mean, this is free to the, to the authors. The one, the first one is Think and Grow Rich. You need to start developing your mindset to create that confidence. Why not you? Like, why can't it be you? Like, why is someone else more special than you? Why? They're not, you know, we're all created equal. Like we all came from, if you believe in God or the universe, whatever, we all came from the same place. Second, the second book is uh, 100, uh, read the 177 mental toughness secrets of the world class. Whenever I fell down, I I'm, that book is literally the reason why I'm here today. Like Think and Grow Rich was cool, but that other book I just mentioned, whenever I felt like quitting, whenever I felt like I couldn't keep going forward, like that book made me and snapped me into reality because I didn't have mentors at that time. And I felt like that book was my mentor and telling me how to think, how to how to breathe, how to eat, how to how to do things. Right now, uh, I got a wife and my wife holds me to high expectations and I make sure I'm very vocal of the things that I want to give our family and that I'm being held accountable because if no one's holding you accountable, you're not going to do anything like it's really hard to tell yourself to to be your own boss, especially when you can wake up whenever you want, go to sleep whenever you want, and you can make. five six seven thousand dollars in one sale you know what i'm saying so that's what i that's what i'm thinking i don't know i hope you guys understand what i'm trying to say
2: i feel like we got a lot of good insight from from all of us so i mean there isn't any clarity about what it is that we do feel free to reach out to us again our socials and everything's gonna be in the description i just want to throw out from last podcast um I felt bad about it because I didn't come dressed up. So I came dressed today. Nice suit. No, not even suit, but just came dressed up. Raphael threw on the suspenders and then Hyrule came casual, bro. With his
0: father look. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get the memo.
1: I feel like this is a conspiracy against me. It's
0: a setup. It was a setup. setup.
2: Nah, uh, but that's just business. I'm sure Hyrule would still close some deals today. So um, yeah, tune in next week we're gonna have some topics make sure to reach out we'd like to hear from you guys what it is that you guys want to hear um and what it is that we can offer insight um yeah just for don't stop dreaming see you guys next week